This is IVP. This is The Disruptors, a podcast from InnoVarsity Press. Hosted by me, Esau McCauley. What have we learned during the, the year and a half or the season and a half of Disruptors so far. I think one of the biggest surprises is that there's an audience. Should we tell people why we're doing this? Yeah, we should tell people why we're doing it because we don't have an episode this week. Yeah, just, <laughs> don't, I just don't want people to have the wrong idea like they're about to hear. Oh, yeah, like, yeah you're not going to get a full episode of the Disruptors um, because am I allowed to tell them that one of us caught COVID? I haven't told yeah. the internet yet. so We'll let people they, speculate on Twitter which one it yeah. was. Yeah, one of us, one of us had COVID. <laughs> And so, <laughs> and the other got tested as a result. And the other got tested, and uh, <laughs> and oh. so uh, we were out of commission for a week, and so this is kind of a break for y'all to catch up. For those we thought of you we who would are, uh, do a, do like an episode where we we, we give people yeah we give people an opportunity to catch up, and we we sort of give them some guidance on what to listen to if they haven't listened to season one, or maybe even a little bit of season two. I can give up now, I keep going, settle down, not ever knowing, won't let my history bury me, cause I ain't doing this just for me. But I'm sounding off. Yeah, I would say one of the things that's been really interesting about the Disruptors podcast is that it it found an audience. And so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well, you never know. Yeah, because right. you might have Absolutely. you might have one experience of Christianity and like feeling like you're out of place, but sometimes you raise your hand and go, Is it just me? And everyone goes, Yeah, it's just you. <laughs> and yeah. so that that's that's the awkward part. And I would say the the good thing about the disruptors for me personally and um, hopefully for the church more broadly, is that a lot of people have said, Yeah, this is me too. And so that's been that's been encouraging. And one of the other things that I've liked about the podcast is that it's been very eclectic and that I've had the freedom to kind of pursue like different interests and different topics and so that every podcast isn't just the same. It isn't like, here's this horrible thing about the church. Let's talk about it for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And so I would I want to say something a little bit about each one of my favorite podcasts and to say why. Um, I would probably say, interestingly enough, out of all the podcasts that we've done, I don't know if I can choose now that I look at it, but it'll be between the Show Baraka podcast and the Beth Moore podcast. Oh, interesting. As your favorite, favorite. Um, it's my favorite favorites. Um, uh-huh. The Show Baraka podcast is because like it was one of those moments where we forgot that we were recording and it was like two black people having a conversation mm-hmm. about how do you maintain your integrity um, in the public square when there's all these pressures upon you to conform. And so it was one of those podcasts where not, I'm like listening to what show is saying, but I'm also developing a strategy. Mm-hmm. And so if you kind of look at what happens in my own life over the next year, following from that episode, 
a lot of the stuff the show said, like, helped me understand how I should move as a Christian in the public square. And so, like, maintaining my voice and my kind of integrity and my um, doing the things that God called me to do, and and not just me, for anyone who listens, that's a great podcast to, to tune into. Beth Moore for, was... For, well, from my perspective, too, that was one of the first ones we recorded. If not the first one, I don't actually remember, but... I remember that it was a, a, a really integral episode in terms of figuring out what the disruptors was. I remember yes. that it forced a lot of conversations that resulted in like us realizing, oh, this is a podcast about discomfort and like pushing people out of their comfort zone in general, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I also remember like we were like, can we keep this part in? Like, can we keep yeah. this part in? <laughs> we're having a lot of conversations like, are we going to edit ourselves? And I felt like that episode was the episode we decided there wouldn't be an edit. Yep. And come what may, we were just going to say what we wanted to say. And, and so that, that every, was the, and that a good interview probably needs to have like a, should we keep this part in moment? Like yes. that's what Mark, to me, Mark's a good disruptors interview. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> we've had to ask that question about every episode. And the truth yep. is on, on just about every occasion, we just left it in there. Yeah. Um, the thing about, the thing about Beth Moore, and this sounds interesting because those are two totally different podcasts. Um, Beth Moore episode for me was like one of the things that I just get really, really frustrated about. And maybe this is like the moderation of piety. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a Christian and I know there's certain elements about my Christian standards and my Christian posture that makes me amenable to secular culture. Because everybody likes to talk about justice and, and I feel like I care about justice. Therefore, the podcast tends in that direction. And so certain people will say, yes, we like this part about the podcast. But if there's a other central theme that runs through what we're doing, we care about these things because we believe these things are what the Bible says we should do. Mm-hmm. And so an opportunity to to be very, very clear about that and to be unapologetic about that was something that I felt like was important. The, the Jamar Tisby episode was good because me and Jamar, we're good friends, but he pushes me in the sense of like he has a different, his own way of doing things in his own perspective. And if if show if the show episode was like, you need to like maintain your integrity in the context of the public square, the, the Jamar episode was like, on what terms can you survive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I- One of the things that really stood out to me about the Jamar episode was it was a moment where I was like, Oh, there's like a, an arc to this thing. It was like, we're sort of learning along with Esau about what it means to be a disruptor and what the possible dangers are, what, what sort of cautionary tales might, might be out there and like what needs to be considered in the midst of that, which it, it, it gave like a dynamic feel, I think to the whole season in an interesting way. One of the things that I would say, about Disruptor Season 2. It's, if we probably should have brought Jamar back because one of the things that, that we tried to talk about in Season 2 is building something that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. And how do you go from, um, hey, this is the problem, to here, this is what it means to be a part of a long-term solution. And so one of the big differences between like the end of Season 1, it became the end of Season 1, and then what became season two, the Jamar episode is like, hey, is this at all possible? Mm-hmm. And that challenge, the question of whether or not it's possible to do this long term, actually does feed into the people who listen to the entirety of season one. And season one ends with the Jamar Tisby episode that says this can't be done. Um, how can we do this over the long over the long term? 
-hmm. And then season two is actually a long exploration of those ideas. What does it mean to be a Christian who settled into your identity and become really comfortable with the fact that you are going to be someone who is a faithful nuisance to elements of the church? And so one of the good things about what happened with The Witness is that they started a foundation and they've tried to build something sustainable. And even the fact that we had the season two of Disruptors is saying like, even this is podcast sustainable. And the people who've been on the show have been people who whose ministries consist of a persistent disruption. And so I've been really pleased with the way that that conversation has gone. The last two episodes that I thought were really, really good and really, really important were the N.T. Wright episode and the Jasmine Holmes episode. The N.T. Wright episode was part of who I am as a host is a New Testament scholar and an academic. The opportunity to really sit down with someone who's had a tremendous influence on the academy more broadly and who's been able to disrupt the academic world in a lot of ways. He was disruptive in the sense that he um, was both a bishop at one point in his career and a well-published New Testament scholar. And he was a part of that generation of thinkers who who allowed both their faith and their scholarship to kind of be intertwined in, in different ways. And because he was accessible and because he wrote things that were reachable to the, the the layperson in the pews, he's often gotten pushed back on that from the, in the academy. And so the opportunity to talk to someone who, who themselves were disruptive I also felt like was important. The last episode that I would say if you had to go in and take a look was, and I just had a lot of fun with this person. It's like, it was a Jasmine Holmes episode, both in season one and in season two. And it felt like she was like a long lost sister in the sense of like we seem to have similar temperaments and the first episode was probably the first season interview with Jasmine was probably one of my favorites it just felt like it was the relationship podcast so if you want to get your marriage right your relationship right and at least laugh about people who are bad at it and doing the best that we can by the grace of God you should take a look at that that podcast yeah last thing can you give our listeners sort of like a sense if they haven't if they haven't listened to much of the disruptors and they're just hearing this now how should they listen to the disruptors like what is the best way to get yourself in the mindset of listening to the disruptors find a tweet that makes you despair of christianity and then listen to the disruptors and they will hopefully give you hope (laughs) nice that's probably that's it go on facebook or go on facebook go on facebook oh yeah yeah find a fleet (laughs) 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 that really it really, I mean, it really is like, I think that the, the, the podcast is not meant to de- depress you. The podcast is meant to give you a hope that more is possible than what we can see. And so if my book is, um, an ex- the subtitle of my book is An Exercise in Hope, I think the podcast is An Exercise in Hope. But I was going to tell you, it's like, it's almost like one of those things where like, they have something like the Big Bang Theory on television where everybody can like like the Big Bang Theory. This isn't the Big Bang Theory. This is like a niche <laughs> podcast in the sense of like there are certain things that you need to like agree to. But if you agree to those certain things, you really love it. So like everybody isn't here for Star Trek, right? Everybody yeah. isn't here for it. But if you are Trekkie, then you need to be on Discovery. If your subtitle for this show is An Exercise in Hope, mine is going to be not the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to The Disruptors. We will be grateful if you would subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. You can follow me at Esau McCauley, and you can check out the best and most disruptive offerings from InterVarsity Press authors at ivpress.com. We out.